going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Broadcast. Coming at you not live from a series of Zoom locations. Not live from Fresno, California. And not live from Los Angeles, California. I'm Vince Mancini. I'm here with the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. Lum is in my butt. Lum is in my butt. Coming in my butt. Coming in my butt. Hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> That's good. That's a good, you get a, did a new one. I yeah, like it. Well, you actually were singing that before we started the show, and I was like, oh, it's a good song to do. Yeah, that's a late breaking parody song. You know, I, it's because last week, I think, is when I did Little, Little Lummer Boy. What? Um, you cut out. You said last, and then you cut out. Oh, last week is when I did Little Lummer Boy. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I feel like, uh, and I also did We Three Kings, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, I should do a Christmas Lum song. And then I was like, I already did it, um, so I'll just do uh, something. I'll just go off top, and then you help me out. Anyways, that's yeah. the whole story there, dude. I'm so excited to be here. Hell yeah. Yeah. Who else is here with us? I oh, am. Well, there. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> We're here with Jessica Seeley. Uh, Jessica Seeley is back in the fraught Zoom. How you doing, Jessica? I am okay. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. Are you having a good uh, Christmas uh, Hanukkah holiday season? Merry Christmas, everybody, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole quarantine holiday situation for me is like, uh, you mean I don't have to see my family for the holidays? <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> are you not, are you, so you're not going home. You're, you're, you're at, uh, it's just you and your boyfriend. Yeah. Did you hear that just now? No. What was it? Was it a he fart? Just, he didn't know. He just blew some. He blows his snot out in the bathroom sometimes really loud. And then my therapist will hear it. She's like, what was, what was that? It's and I'm like, a- I don't even hear it anymore. <laughs> does he do it into the sink or? I think, well, he usually does it in the shower. Wait. Oh, okay. So that's. Oh yeah. He's showering. I couldn't tell because my headphones are on. Damn, so, so that's, I mean, that's not as bad. At least it's not just like in the bathroom, just on the toilet, blown snot rockets. Snot rockets all over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, my grandpa used to do that, and now he like has emphysema and stuff. You think they're related? Well, no, I think they both were smokers, but mm. I think if you feel like you have a lot of stuff to hack up a lot of the time, that means there's, your lungs shouldn't have stuff in them. Mm. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think lungs, that's right. Your lungs should only have air. <laughs> right, right. Do you think I mean, that, but do you think that you've accidentally started dating your grandfather? <laughs> oh my god, he literally is my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to know something weird though? Yes. yes. I, li- I lived with my grandpa when I was going through puberty. It's not as weird as it sounds. <laughs> uh huh. It's a bad start though. <laughs> But all the kids, all the kids at school would make fun of me because I didn't shave my legs. Mm. And then I went home, and I I used my grandpa's razor, which I think is weird. I also like <laughs> no, that's why. Fine. Yeah, no, you needed a razor. It was the you razor need a razor. Yeah, but I feel like it's kind of gross that it's my grandpa's razor. And the grossest part was that I, when the hair came off on it, I was like embarrassed. 
So mm. then I tried to like clean it off with my thumb. <gasps> Sorry. Wrong direction. I know. So I've been alone for a bit, so I don't know what's a fun story. <laughs> no, no, that's that's, that's fine. Just <laughs> so you cut the crap out of your finger, basically, or your thumb. Does that mean that I'm kind of dumb? Like, no, not at all. I did the same thing no, or a similar thing. Once. Yeah, <laughs> my my dad uh, had his like those Bic uh, plastic razors uh, in the shower growing up, and. Uh, when I finally realized what it was, I was like, oh, this is cool. So I just took one and I just started rubbing it on my chest. Um, and then, uh, you know, but there was no hair there. I just was like, I wanted to pretend. Uh, and then I got out of the shower and I was bleeding profusely. You did an accidental uh, fucking uh, Gigi Allen? Yeah, I did an accidental Gigi <laughs> Allen. Um, and then I, uh, in order to make up for it, just uh, smeared my face in human shit. <laughs> Just to get the uh, the full G.G. <laughs> Allen effect. But no, it was... Uh, yeah, everyone's cut themselves on a razor. Uh, G.G. Under- Allen. More like doo-doo, Allen. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> more like good game, Allen. Video game mm, speak. Mm. Anyways, holy shit. We are off to <laughs> a off fire to a great, start. Look, we came here. We were going to talk about uh, The Undoing, I believe, because I wanted Matt to watch it just so we could shout at each other about it. But also, yeah. we had... We had big like news in the entertainment world. This oh, a week, lot of entertainment news. Which is that you know we had a rant. I, like when it's rant week, like anytime a celebrity goes on, we'll call it an onset tirade. I think is the usual. Is way. that what they call it? I think that's usually what they like when Christian oh, Bale. Oh, oh, on on set they had a tirade yeah, on set. An I get what you're saying. Tirade. I thought you meant like early onset Alzheimer's. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I wasn't sure what onset meant, but yeah. yes. O- Tom Cruise set. had an yes. early onset tirade. Like usually you'd expect it when he was about 67, but now he's only right, right, like right. 58. So yeah. Uh-huh. I was, he's a little too young to, to rant like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got some audio of that because it's fun. I think we should listen to it. Mainly. Yeah, I mean, just uh, some background on the story. Um, uh, but see, I got it without background. Like, I just heard, like, the a background that I got was that he was mad at crew members for breaking COVID protocol. But, like, it seemed like everybody's idea of what that meant was different, which leads me to conclude that no one actually knows. Well, what... that's, that, that's literally all the background I knew. It was Tom Cruise yelling at people for uh, breaking some sort of COVID protocol on the set for Mission Impossible 11 or whatever the fuck. I yeah. want to know the details, though. Like, I want to know, what did someone pull the mask down? Yeah. Uh-oh. Are you guys still there? Yeah. Hold on, I'm frozen. We're still here. Oh, shit. Let him go. Let him go. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. He's not podcasting oh, anymore. Matt, you're not, oh, Matt, you're not a part happening? of this podcast anymore. Internet is acting up. Damn you, Matt. I mean, oh, I guess we God. could start over and go without the razor part. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> no, we wouldn't <laughs> want to lose that. That would be terrible. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. All right. I, I just uh, hard. I just I did a hardwire. I'm hardwired in. I'm hardwired, too. We're hardjacked into the Matrix right now, dude. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm still using wireless. Well, you're fine. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> anyway, but... we don't know why. We don't know what kind of COVID protocol they broke. Other than that, they broke COVID protocol in some. Yeah, and we know he was very mad about it. And uh, someone uh, leaked some audio, which I have some theories about. Yeah. All right. Well, here, here you, go. here we go. Let's go. I'm gonna play it. Mm-hmm. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. <laughs> 
Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs. I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. And my favorite part about it is he goes, that's it. And then he goes on for another... <laughs> Um, yeah, another ninety seconds. Which yeah, yeah, he I keeps feel like going. An then, actor move only an actor would do because they just they're like, no, nah, fuck it. I'm here to chew scenery. This is what I do. Yeah, right, exactly. I, I'm. A, I do that when I'm mad, though. I'll be like, and that's all I have to say. And one more thing. Yeah, no, I mean it is because it's like you know when you're doing a really emotional rant you're usually just so worked up that you're just like and that's it and then you're just like but i've got excess energy to expend and then you just keep going because like what if they miss the first part you know so I you just was, you just keep i mean he's he's got dramatic pauses in there he's like digressing and elaborating on points he's incredibly articulate and the great thing it. is is he's He's not being specific about what exactly he is witnessing. So your mind just gets to make it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm picturing like a couple of people, uh, like the sound guy and like the key grip, like one is spitting into the other one's mouth and like this loogie is just coming down and then he's yelling at them. The loogie is still just hanging and they're watching. And they're then just I'm, like finger blasting each other's butts in a mud puddle <laughs> while, they, while they spit into each other's mouths. <laughs> That's actually reminded yeah. me of that text Brendan sent us over the weekend where he's like, I'm at the park and there's a group of Italians here and they're just like kissing and not wearing masks. And, <laughs> and I'm picturing like, uh, you know, I'm picturing like Sylvester Stallone and his family like licking each other's faces and shit. Which I'm sure it didn't happen that way, but I like to think of it that no, way. No, no, that's fair. It could very well could have happened that way. And chances are that's kind of how it went. But uh, yeah, I, I just like being able to picture all of the crew just going buck wild while he is just yelling at them about never doing a specific thing ever again even though it's like probably something really mundane like yeah someone was like wearing his mask with his nose sticking out or some shit like that no apologies you can tell it to the people that are losing their because our industry is shut down it's not gonna put food on their table Okay, for the college education. <laughs> That's what I sleep with every night. <laughs> the future of the industry. So I'm sorry, I'm beyond your apologies. I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. We are not shutting this movie down. Is it understood? If I see it again, you're gone. And so are you. So you're going to cost him his job. And I see it on the set, you're gone. And you're gone. He's just... He's pointing at a guy who's like mid giving a rusty trombone to another dude. Just like, sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I was just, I was just horsing around. We're just, we're just playing. Yeah, we're just playing a little game. I, this is what we do. 
usually on set, which is a big game we play. <laughs> I felt like at the end he was going to be like, and I'm taking the fish. <laughs> yeah. Give me I all mean, of your Nerf guns. I'm sick of it. Now simmer I mean, down. It's very similar to the last episode of The Sopranos that we watched, where it's like, I work hard every day to bring home all sorts of scooters and bicycles and bullshit and Columbia College. And for what? This is how you repay me? Yeah, you know that he's a pro from the way he enunciated, uh, people are losing their fucking homes. Yeah, and yeah, no. college educations. Like he, yeah. The way he yeah. gets loud in certain words, it's like a pixie yeah. song. This is about the future of the industry. <laughs> they expect us to make another mission impossible. <laughs> they said I it was think- impossible eight movies ago. <laughs> I'm trying to prove that nothing is mission impossible other than it's mission like- impossible. We're making paradoxes come to life. <laughs> It's like he, I turned down a Jack Reacher sequel for this. It's like, what if though? It's like, what if he was the president from the beginning of this whole thing? But it would have him been him yelling at people. I don't know that. But I think been, I think that would have worked. Like, get in your fucking homes. You know. I mean, I think it would have convinced a few of these fucking weak-minded people to do it. Yeah, but you, he's doing that in the midst of being on a job that he's like has. Uh, yeah, he, he has brought people out to continue working. No, but like, what if he was the president, though? <laughs> sure. That, I mean, it would be sick. No, that's what that's what she was saying. Is if he was the president and said that shit, some people would be like, "Oh shit, maybe I should listen." That's it. Am I clear? Do you understand what I want? Do you understand the responsibility that you have? Slowly inches back towards the asshole to lick. And if you can't be reasonable, and I can't deal with your logic, you're fired. That's it. That is it. I trust you guys to be here. All right, that's that's actually it that time. That's the end of the tape. Scientology has made him so powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he can't deal with your logic, you're gone. <laughs> Why are you eating the key grips, asshole? Why? <laughs> Do you have a good reason? <laughs> if I can't no, deal with your asshole eating logic, I'm done. He had put some Skittles up there, and we were, <laughs> and then we had we had taken a bet on how many Skittles were up there, and we all had different numbers. Okay, and- Mr. Mr. Cruz, what had happened was <laughs> uh, there was uh, a uh, office pool on how many Skittles were in the key grips asshole, and so um. I want to see if I could win, uh, but I had a, a this thing where I actually put more Skittles in my mouth because you have to count them using your tongue by sucking them out, the asshole. So it's a thing we do every set. Um, but what what happened was I had extra Skittles in my mouth so that I could add more uh, in case I got. Uh, I had it guessed wrong. the most amount of Skittles, and I thought I could win if I spat more Skittles in his asshole. So do you see the logic in how much money I could have gotten had I counted the right Skittles that were inside the asshole? Can I keep job? No! (laughs) Not good enough logic! (laughs) My logic is good! (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Theory. 
uh, having just moved out of uh, uh, East Hollywood, um, I lived right across from the big old Scientology Center on Sunset. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, or on Hollywood, on one of those. Um, and fountain, uh, isn't it? Is it on Fountain? Well, it's on Fountain. Yeah, it's yeah. on Fountain as well. So I, I lived uh, at Fountain in Berenda, which is like basically the big ass Scientology sign was buzzing at night when I was trying to sleep. It's like uh, very, very close. And I noticed that from the beginning of this pandemic, um, out of all of the fucking like cults out there, like, you know, the fucking, you know, people who think masks are lies, people who hate vaccines, you know, tr Trump people, mega chuds, whatever. Uh, Scientology was the one that was like doing actual COVID outreach and like sending out pamphlets like COVID is dangerous. Uh, here's how to, you know, not get COVID. Mm -hmm. And it was Stay like six feet apart when you are scrubbing the bottom of Tom Cruise's jet ski with a toothbrush. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Say three prayers to L. Ron Hubbard uh, and uh, wear this mask. But, uh, it was uh, it was interesting because I was like, oh, that's weird that like Scientology would uh, be on board. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, I was like, well, it's, it shouldn't be weird. I mean, th there should be everyone should be on board with this. So it's you know, yeah, you can't give them too much of a pat on the back for just like not being uh, people who are spreading lies about science. Um, but I realized like part of me was like. <laughs> Because I don't trust Scientology, I was like, this is some sort of PR ploy, right? Oh, like, this is for something. sure it is. I think that's second yeah. wave cultism is like, hey, we're yeah. not actually that weird. Yeah, no. Yeah, because I was biking by there the other day, and they had some nice Christmas trees up. And I was uh, like, oh, you oh, guys yeah. got Christmas trees? Yeah, maybe they're not so bad. Here's $1,000. Maybe I joined. They have a Christmas tree. <laughs> I love Christmas. Oh, if I, I love like Christmas, <laughs> maybe they love me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I, I was always been a little bit cynical, uh, and, uh, I've just, I found a little sus that they are, uh, doing the COVID outreach stuff. Um, and then this came out and of course, like the initial reaction to this, I think by a lot of people was like, he's right though. Right. Yeah, Cause you're like, I, like it was hard for, well, it was hard for me to separate the normal thing that happens when Tom Cruise is in the news in any way, which is that immediately a billion people start defending him and some of them like you don't know whether it's a mix of unstable people bots or both and then right and then there was also but then this one also had like a second level of like uh actually he's doing the good thing because he's trying to right. keep the industry like from getting shut down and blah blah, blah. right and it was kind like, of like yeah. it was it was riding on this wave of kind of like um, you know, kind of what you were saying earlier, your initial thought is, oh, I wish someone had been yelling at people early on in this pandemic and maybe it wouldn't be so bad. And you're kind of like, and there, you're, you're like, yeah, you know, uh, he's, he's trying to, you know, keep this going. And sometimes you just got to yell at motherfuckers. Uh, it's like almost understandable, but I, I don't buy it. I, don't I buy do it. not buy it. I don't, I don't buy, buy it, it for a second that no. someone was like, oh, he's yelling. I better leak this audio. No. Especially he's yelling about something that is, I think, a reasonable thing uh, to yell about. Like the fact that like someone was like, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get his ass knowing full well that this audio being released isn't going to get his ass is going to people are going to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, this this is right. This is, you know, it, he's mm. he, he is trying to keep his movie going and he wants people to abide by uh, protocols. 
So it just reads to me. It just doesn't feel like, like it, a setup. It doesn't feel like it gets out there without uh, Tom Cruise's team okaying it. I mean, maybe yes. it does, but like, yeah, no this way. This guy no. works for you know this incredibly rich organization that keeps slaves, and he's manages right. to be America's sweetheart still. Like, I, like he is <clears throat> got to be like his team has got to be masters of the art of. Uh, PR and yeah, they are. That's what they do. That is like their that's their best thing, which is why like you know trying to uh, uh, attack other people's attacks is like you know it's it's their big thing. It's like stopping people from talking shit. Of course, it it's backfired a bunch and it hasn't worked. But you have to admit that Tom Cruise has been you know stayed relatively above the fray, and a lot of that has to do with like well, number one, he is just like objectively one of the greatest living actors. Um, and I mean, but number two, he's the greatest living movie star. Well, that, uh, yeah, that's what. I, well, what else? What else is there, Vince? There's TV and movies. Sure, but he's what not like you, a. He's not like an. What actor. Are you talking about plays? He's not he's like not a good, plays? He's not a good actor. He's like an actor like you enjoy seeing on screen, and sometimes. He like acts, his, and he's good his, at it. Sometimes his intensity goes great with certain action movies, but he's not going to do like I don't know. He's he's a great know, actor. I don't understand the difference between a movie star and an actor. I, I don't get it at all. You, you've thought, got a very specific view. Like acting to me is when you go on on something, either a screen or a stage, and you pretend to be yeah, somebody you have lines. else. They give you some lines. They give you lines. I think uh, it's been so services. long that that he's tried. Like he knows what he can do. His range is very narrow, and like he's good at finding projects. I think it's been since it's been like ten years since he tried to really stretch. As an actor, mm-hmm. people sort of just uh, like forget that he's sometimes uh, not that great. I don't know. He's okay, fine. but just because he's, he's great, a- he's great in Magnolia because he plays an intense. Anytime he can play an intense, crazy person, he's uh, pretty great. Okay, yeah, but just because someone isn't like, I mean, that's what like some fucking franchise basketball players are good at, like a couple of things. You know, they can sure. fucking uh, they can sh- shoot a thirty foot. Uh, three pointer and make it, and uh, they're you know good at passing, but they're not great rebounders. You know he's well, good it's at just like, like when you say, oh, he's one of the greatest actors. Like, and I'm thinking like, you know, I'm comparing them people that I would call great actors, like fucking like Lawrence Hoffman or like you know, you know what, sure. you know, it was like, good acting. You know, what? you want to talk about good acting right now? <laughs> uh-huh. Fucking Hugh Grant and yeah. Nicole Kidman. Oh, that was a good segue. And then uh, what's his name? Donald Sutherland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the kid. Everyone. Noah Jupe. That's the kid's name. Uh, every everyone except uh, everyone except for the kid. But I agree completely. <laughs> I, I I would yeah I would say everyone except for Nicole Kidman. But what? Uh, I, I she's I a great don't... actress, but she's trying to act through the uh, non-moving mask that is her face right now. And it's that is true. It's a high degree of difficulty, let's say. The thing is, though, she's got a lot going on with her eyes. You look into her eyes sure. and the, yeah. you can see the vulnerability. She's like, I can't move my forehead, but look at <laughs> look yeah. at this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she does definitely have like uh, she's mastered the art of the panicked stare. Yeah. Um, and let's not so, move. On. Let's not move on yet. Let's finish off Tom. Cruise oh yeah. Okay. A let's finish bit. off. I don't know. I don't want to argue about whether he's a good actor, but like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody def- jumped in to defend him. I think uh, first of all, even if he's totally in the right, like you have to be a famous movie star, otherwise you don't get to scream at everyone like that. Number one. Oh yeah, completely. And also, also, um, like 
the idea of I, I kind of like I don't know my feeling is like eh, I kind of don't care uh, what you're doing wrong uh, don't yell at your coworkers like that or <laughs> yeah. your or your employees like I mean I like I to listen a- to it it's fantastic because no one yells like that other than oh an I actor. love it he's he's an incredible yeller yeah. of people <laughs> I think uh, when people yell like that it's like kind of gratifying for us in a way because like maybe we've had that voice in our heads oh in the sure pan- in yeah. the pandemic when someone's at the grocery store and then they pull down their mask to say something to you like can I grab that avocado and you're yeah. just like <laughs> you're just like what I don't understand your yeah. logic. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's, people are dying. People are dying. People yeah. will lose their motherfucking homes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to pay for college, but we you don't just do get that. it all wrong. <laughs> we don't do it because we know that it's insane. Right, right. Well, and, and, and I, I mean, could it's, never it's be antisocial, and it is it's incredibly off putting and rude. It's um, self indulgent too. Like I would ne- first of all, I would never. I couldn't yell that well, and even if I thought I was as in the right as Tom Cruise does, which I probably have at a certain point, I would not have like the second level of self-confidence to just scream about it for two minutes and 20 seconds mm-hmm. uh, while like 20 people are around listening to me do an unbroken yell monologue. Yeah. Yeah, I just um, I'd be self conscious after about um, fifteen seconds and be mm-hmm. like, "I'm sorry." Uh, like I would go completely the opposite way. I would be like, you know, yeah, you're destroying the industry. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Never mind. You guys are fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe it's fine. I'm just, just forget. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just like a little crazy. Things have been a little. Yeah, crazy you're probably right it's now. fake. It's fake. You're right. This is like this is all. It's pandemic. It's pandemic. <laughs> I think the only thing I can relate to is like I've had like a couple seconds as a substitute teacher where <laughs> I almost like had that, but it would just be like I don't know they they're jumping off a chair or they threw something or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I catch myself pretty quick because I go what? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like okay. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you can, you can bounce back from that. I, yeah. I definitely found like a different register of my voice that I didn't know that I had when I was a substitute teacher, but it wasn't oh, sure. for two minutes on end. I, I remember specifically right. at one point they gave, they made me teach uh, PE for junior high schoolers with no whistle. <laughs> so I was just literally just standing there like yelling at people that are, you know, 500 yards away on a kickball court or something like that yeah and so i'm like trying to get him to bring the ball in at the end of period and i was just like hey bring the ball in hey hey bring the ball and then i did what i thought was like a yell like hey bring the ball in and it like didn't work at all and then like i found this third level like i did not know that i could yell that loud to where like everybody (laughs) in the entire field like turned around to look at me but all i said was bring the ball in i didn't yeah I didn't monologue. What was your third? Two- re- was it was it falsetto? No, it was just you- really loud. I don't want to. Hey, bitch! Bring the fucking ball! Hey, you guys should just listen to me and bring the fucking ball! They just turned around in pity because they were like, "What? what yeah, they're like, oh shit." Yeah, I got scary once too. I was teaching like fifth grade or something and one of the kids like pulled out a knife and was like i'm gonna cut you to one of the other kids oh shit it was just like a little knife but i was like i was like 
give me that. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, cause you know, all the class, they're like, whatever, fuck you. We don't give a shit. But when I said that, they were all like, Oh, yeah. yeah. Give me the fucking, give me the knife. <laughs> yeah. It is good to know that like uh yell volume alone is enough to scare kids. Cause like, <laughs> Oh yeah, the all the, the whole time you're substitute teaching, like in your mind, you're like, I can't really do anything to punish these kids. First of all, I'm not right. even yeah. their regular teacher, and yeah. Second of all, it's illegal to hit them. Second of all, I can't hit them. Third, like if you take away things that they don't care about, like what are they like? If you if you're a kid that doesn't play like sports or have any sort of privileges that you could take away, what, like what are you gonna say? You just you're basically just yelling, stop, no, don't. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it is. But it's so it's, it is it, nice to know that just by volume alone, you can actually get them to be like, "Oh, oh crap! I better do what he says." Yeah, no, it, yelling at kids um, has a, I think, a pretty good effect. So much so that it's like, it, it's not, um, you know, I don't know, it's not in the teacher's handbook or whatever. But for like the two months that I was getting um, uh, a degree uh, uh, in getting a teaching credential before I dropped out. Um, low key, every teacher that I talked to, uh, was like, you just got to yell at these motherfuckers. Like, it was just like, like you, you have to, it's just, it's part of classroom management. And it was like one of those things that, uh, encouraged me to drop out because my dad was a teacher, but my dad, like, uh, he yelled all the time at us. And, and so watching him in a classroom yelling at other kids, it was like, uh, I mean, it was scarring. Yeah, it was scarring, uh, because uh, you you know, it was like, uh, he's doing it in public. Now other people are seeing what, uh, what kind of yeller he is, but it was also like, it's, I I just figured he was just like, I just not good at teaching, you know, he's like, Mm. he's yelling at him and whatnot. Um, and some of my favorite teachers were the ones who um, rarely yelled. They were the ones who knew how to keep a class quiet by just like a look. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I uh, once I started getting that credential and talking to other teachers and becoming a student teacher, I realized that like you just have to learn how to de- like detach um, your emotions from yelling like <laughs> yeah. y- like yelling and your emotions should not should not be in the same room together like you just have to learn to yell without having any kind of emotional attachment to it and i was like i don't think that's something i want to learn you know <laughs> yeah I, I i so rarely yell in real life that i'm just like i i don't want to learn to be someone who yells it just oh, i couldn't i can't do it yeah well, anyways, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise should have been. A he's great at teacher. yelling uh, and sounding like he's a, has emotions, but as we all know, um, he's he lost that as soon as he went clear. Yeah, I don't uh, like. I don't. I'm not saying that he should suffer any consequences from this, or that like I'm no. not going to go see his movies or anything. But uh, he should suffer consequences from having like uh, you know having Scientologist slaves and stuff, but not for this. But I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, he was kind of an asshole in that situation. Maybe he was a good asshole, but like, I don't know enough about what he was yelling at them over to conclude mm-hmm. that he was like somehow the good person in that. Uh, in that situation, and I also find it strange that people invented like three different scenarios yeah, for I why saw he was one... angry, and it was one of them was like, "Oh yeah, the crewmen were like going out to bars," and then the other one was like, oh, and the crewmen are like doing that." And there was like four different things, and I'm like, "Where are you guys getting all this?" Like, I heard yeah. the same tape you did, and it was very vague. Like he was mad at them for something, but we don't really know. Yeah, what. I, I had read um, from somewhere that it was like. Uh, 
like a, a DP and an editor were too close together or something. It was like, it was something like very vague and kind of like, um, uh, I don't know, somewhat unlikely where I was just like, you know, I, I think in a closed set, like that is like a COVID safe set. You are allowed to be within six feet of each other. That is allowed. It's uh, it's not a question of how close you can get. It's like, it's, it's, it's like the NBA bubble. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to go places. You're, you're basically, uh, you know, um, you're not allowed to eat Skittles out of Chris you, Paul's asshole. You're not allowed to eat Skittles out of Chris Paul's asshole. Is there's like, there's like, obvious like uh restrictions on basically uh contact with the outside world so yeah the fact that there were multiple faked explanations only like boistered my theory that this is all a fucking pr stunt like you know what don't believe it i think it's real i think it sounds like a man who is losing his kingdom He's like, he's like, our industry is crumbling. Yeah, My castle. Good point. <laughs> Find, take it back. You know. Yeah, you know, you're right. That that is true too. I mean, if anyone's gonna be mad about the fact that like Hollywood has to like close down and uh, the industry, I mean, because it's like he could be yelling at people about. Uh, covid he could also have just watched uh like uh, uh a tiktok and was just like you know our industry is dying you know i could see <laughs> i could see the same thing there you know yeah he did a lot of look it was he did that's a lot of happened. grandstanding they were they yeah. were they were on tiktok <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were tiktok happened. they did the tiktok uh, no mask challenge <laughs> um all right so we're all gathered here today because we all watched the HBO miniseries The Undoing, starring so good. Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant, uh, some kid, Noah Jew, uh, uh, and um, uh, Kiefer's dad. Yeah. Uh, uh, and who else is in it? Uh, oh, oh, uh, the lady, the, Lati- the, la- the Latino the guy, other, the all the lawyers who couldn't keep a steady uh, American accent, whose names I don't know, uh, and yeah. uh, and that blonde lady who kind of looks like Miss Piggy, but not in a bad way, <laughs> How like dare in a you? hot way. Yeah, like a Miss Piggy that Kermit wanted to fuck. Have yeah. you ever seen? Did you guys see that picture online of Kermit fucking Miss Piggy? <laughs> I mean, I've seen a few. Which one are you specifically <laughs> referring like, to? It's like Kermit looking over Miss Piggy and she's all spread eagle and he's like kind of over her. Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. But that oh. one, what's he saying? That one is very real. He's not saying anything, but it does feel like very real. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And there it, is. It's like, this is kind of hot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like uh Yeah, like like he's dominating her in the bedroom cuz like they have so they have like a whole, you know, a uh, uh, top and bottom. Like they're doing role play like and they're switching mm-hmm. from who's doing dominant and submissive. Also just something yeah. so hot about having the smaller person be the top and the mm-hmm. bottom yeah. is just like I'm your mountain. Yeah, no, I knew a lot of like high school relationships that were like that. It would just be like little, like a little wiry, skinny goth kid with like his his big girl, uh, goth um, school wife, and uh, <laughs> and I used to imagine them fucking and thinking like, <laughs> oh, dude, that's that's, that's kind of hot. That's I wonder a goth if, girl power move to have a boyfriend who you outweigh by thirty pounds. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Hell um, yeah. But then also, and I respect it. I do think that like Kermit also gives off vibes of like hey, peg me, Miss Piggy. You know, yeah. like he does definitely seem like he probably uh, got pegged, which is like fine. I'm not like shaming that at all. I think that's great. Um, you know, yeah, he like he's he's he trying to, to play good. it off in public, like he is not into her, but then. You know, as soon mm-hmm. as they get back, <laughs> as soon as they get back yeah. to like the apartment, he's just having her spread her asshole like Michael Jackson did with those kids. Oh, Miss Piggy! Oh my God! You <laughs> oh just my got God. fired from SNL. Again, Miss Piggy, you're hitting my back walls. You know, I, I feel like I could see it. Yeah. Oh, make me your Muppet. I wish so I could. That's your Kermit voice. I can't do it. All right. Oh, oh, Miss Piggy. Oh, yes, that's my prostate. Oh, yes. Oh, mm. Miss, why are there so many dicks in my asshole? And what's on the other side? Can you I imagine, do- like you know, the little frog tongue that they use to catch flies? That he's just like slapping it <laughs> just- against her pig clip, just like. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've had people think that that's what they were doing. Um, oh, that that's how I did it for like years. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to I have a like, frog tongue? Yeah, I was like, oh look, a fly. Um, <laughs> have you guys ever have you guys ever kissed anyone that does that? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It just like uh, just like short staccato uh, like beats of uh, <laughs> yeah. That sounds bad. Yeah. yeah it's not it's, it's uh it's very strange but uh you know someone has to teach you how to do stuff sometimes yeah yeah but also i'm at a point now where i think like really bad stuff like that is funny enough that it's worth it yeah oh for <laughs> sure for sure because we're so old yeah. and you're like oh dang i remember this what this was like yeah um the undoing i thought it was pretty good though dude like <laughs> <laughs> how did we yeah. get here like yeah. she was like hey you know what I thought was good about it? And like, spoiler alert, whatever. Uh, yeah. From the beginning, you're like, well, obviously the husband did it. Right. And then, you know, they like convince every show. They like convince you a little bit, like maybe someone else did it. And then mm-hmm. at the end, you're like, no, nah, it was the husband. And that yeah. feels like true, true to life. Because every true crime podcast or series I've ever watched, like the ending is that, oh, yeah, it was the husband all along, obviously. Right. I mean, that's just like, and they even say it in the show. They're always like, it's always the husband. It's always the husband. And then, you know, of course they meant her husband, the, the, the murdered woman's husband and not, not Hugh Grant. But of course it was very obviously Hugh Grant. And it was also, I liked it, but it was semi obvious, um, that it was him. Um, and that every attempt at making it not him, I uh, was still like, it's him. You I know? went for it though. Like yeah. every episode, yeah. every episode, I, I was like, it's it's Donald Sutherland. I was like, it's Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah. no, it maybe it was the other husband. Like maybe it was the husband's kid. Well, because yeah. like, he killed his mom. Yeah, because yeah, well, it was like there wouldn't yeah. be a show if it was the husband. And then, uh, but then the yeah, and they like tricked me just good enough. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean it. It, it definitely uh, it got me thinking of different theories but i i never really strayed from uh it is it's the it's the husband and this is a show where they're going to um i actually thought it was going to be like 
he was going to get more sinister with it. Like he was going to actually try to pin it on um, Nicole Kidman. Uh, yeah. And well, he tried to kind of with his kid for a second. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He tried to do it with his kid a little bit. And like, um, you know, th- it was like moments like that where I was like, oh, this is going to be his angle. This is where he's going. Um, and when the kid, you know, had the hammer. Um, for those of you who haven't watched it, by the way, it's uh, this is a story uh, about uh, all two, about uh, how Nicole's life got flipped, turned upside, turned down. upside down. Uh, we'd like to take a minute, just sitting right there, tell you how Hugh Grant murdered a woman with a hammer. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, it's a, a doctor uh, and his therapist wife uh, and their uh, snotty little bitch son. Um, <laughs> live uh you know in some manhattan high-rise rich family you know uh and uh there's a random uh young um latina mother who uh gets murdered um and it turns out that the husband nicole kidman's husband is having an affair and as soon as she's found murdered uh he takes off so everyone thinks he did it um and and he's like no no i didn't yeah, it's I like, didn't no, do no, it no, me. No, oh, no, not me, not me. Okay, oh, me. I'm a very nice person. Hugh Grant I was, oh, I never did. Uh, that's my best Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant was so perfect for that role because he always kind of plays like you know, in Bridget Jones, he's like sort of a narcissistic asshole. Yeah, yeah. But and who's charming though and cute, so you're yeah. like, I kind of like it. But yeah, it, it, it's just so good that they took that to the next level and be like, no, actually, he's charming and british and cute and narcissistic and a murderer yeah Yeah, right yeah Yeah. they took it to its logical conclusion there which is that also like he will murder a woman in cold blood with a hammer i Um, think that people are starting to realize that like narcissism culture is not as cute as we thought it was (laughs) right (laughs) it's kind of like the overdue realization that like nerds are not sweet and like nice uh right (laughs) people deep down also also, like the fact that he was like, you know, because you think, oh, like a ch- a child oncologist is like a really good person, mm, right? But then it's like, why do they do that though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I got from it. You're like, no, well, what are they doing it for though? Because they want to watch wanted, kids he die. Wanted to see like a thousand kids slowly die of cancer. Yeah, they're like, no, I want to see. I, I want to see the light go like, out of their eyes. Every time I meet someone who's like doing anything amazing, like like curing like home like cancer and all this i'm just gonna be like what have you done <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly who did you kill with a hammer and how what nice are you running titties? from what do you <laughs> by the way can we just for a second and i'm sorry but they the actress uh who plays the the latina lover mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um is so beautiful and she's so naked. Uh, and, and I tell and, you that that's what I didn't like about it. And wh- why? Why usually I don't watch shows like this is because that of was how, yeah. how quickly they go from sex sexualization to violence. It's, yeah. yeah. In a show with the flashbacks and the way they do that. And people like it because it's like, ooh, sex, violence, sex, violence, sex, yeah, violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My two favorite things. But I'm just like, that's so twisted to do that in that way. But it is also like, yeah. that's what it is, though, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened to her. She was like sexy, but she was too sexy for this world. <laughs> yeah, he got so, you know how Matt gets mad when he gets horny sometimes? Yeah, when I get <laughs> horny, I get angry. And when I get angry, I get violent. And when I get yeah, violent, like I get horny you, again. When you see a woman that's so beautiful, 
it only makes sense that you would then want her to die in the show. Yeah, yeah it's the same. Exactly. It's the same thing. <laughs> That's with when totally you see- normal. That's totally normal male sexuality. That's totally normal and cool. Okay. It's the same thing like when a girl sees like a really cute cat and they want to like squeeze the head and then rip the head off. Yeah, except that. Okay. Don't you want to do that? No. Oh, well, that's... It's different because kitties are furry. Yeah, that is true. But you know when you have, like, a really cute, like, a little kitty, and you want to squeeze it, and then you just keep squeezing it until the light goes out of his eye? That's what you think with women? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, not me, dude. Not me. I'm just saying... Matt, should I tell you about the rabbits again? Tell me about the rabbits, George. (laughs) (laughs) No, I... I agree with you that like they definitely go like uh, from sexualizing her to her being the murder victim, and it's almost it was, like it was. They very... keep showing her begging for her life, but it, like she's the problem is because she's like sexualized. She's like kind of she's still hot begging for her life. It Listen, was, I'm it not was gonna say jarring, I wasn't confused. It was like a jarring juxtaposition where they went from like incredibly frank nudity to like oh, and then now she's dead, and you're like, and you're like, ah, oh, what? What kind of an art are they trying to do? HBO must be trying to do an art of some kind. They're definitely trying to do an art, and um, I do feel like I mean, and in I'm that not way, sure that they were, but that's okay. No, that's the art. The, 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 it, it, it was. I mean, maybe it was like over recommended to me, but it was like one of those things where people were talking about it, like, "Bro, you gotta watch the Undoing," um, because I, it was like really, really good, and I did, I and I watched it. it I think they think it did a great push pull between like, am I watching this because it's good or because it's bad? And you never. No, I was I was watching it because I enjoyed it. It was it was it sure. was it it did its uh, the intended effect, which was uh, I wanted to watch the whole thing in one sitting. I just like kept going through episodes and and uh, and I enjoyed it. The mystery was fun, although you know a little bit obvious. But I was kind of okay with the obviousness of it because of the fact that the. Um, the the performances are really good. Like I I do think Nicole Kidman was great in the show. I, yeah, I, I, I think she's a good actress, but I just get like hung up looking at her face and um like she has this thing and a lot of cele- celebrities have it where mm-hmm. they've like injected stuff into their face to where their face gets really big and so like there's yes. no wrinkles but it's just this huge uh, giant melon this giant immovable melon and she also. And the girl on The Boys has done this too, but I don't know what these lines are called, the lines that extend from like the outside of your nostrils to the corners of your mouth. Yeah. Like they've clearly had a lot of stuff injected into that line to like make it not yeah. be a crease there. And so they yeah. just have this weird uh, like giant catcher's mitt uh, thing. And then like there's like a funhouse slide where their lips are. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, and they clearly can't move their lip area. And I know you're not supposed to like talk about women's faces uh in a review and stuff like that anymore but i I, like that is very distracting to me when i'm trying to watch yeah you notice that stuff i mean i i notice when um the yeah the plastic surgery throws me off a little bit but it only throws me off if it's not a character who i could see having plastic surgery in this in this case it was like you know i could see this manhattanite therapist with their fucking darling british oncologist husband i mean having some work done sure i really like watching the muppets and stuff so it's kind of <laughs> like you just got to think of her at that point like it's a puppet yeah you know? that, well that's what actors are they are kind of just like meat muppets 
And, you know, they're That's not. It's fun to imagine Tom and Cruise like, is like Miss Piggy being like, we're going to get fucking fired. You're gonna, <laughs> I talk to studios every night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and it's so, like, listen to moi. <laughs> oh, that sounded like a Skeksy a little bit. Oh, was it? Yeah, a little bit. Not my bad. No, that's good. Oh, you I like Skeksis. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, the Chamberlain. You say Skeksis? What are those? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's from the Dark Crystal. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's all the same people that do this. Miss Piggy and all the same voices. Dude, so. how much better is every puppet than any CGI you've ever seen? Like anytime, like I love yeah. puppets. Like love any puppets. Henson puppet, you look at it and you're like, God, that is just like the coolest looking fucking thing ever. And I, I, I just started watching The Mandalorian, um, and uh, it's like one of my favorite things about um, Star Wars in this kind of like new Disney-fied iteration is like, you know, for, for all of its like, you know, the bullshit about its like sell outiness or kind of blandness or whatever you want to call it. Um, at least they learn from the mistakes of like the Lucas uh, prequels and we're like, we're going to have some practical effects and some fucking puppets because people, because you just like them better. You yeah. like puppets it's are... It's the same reason you like kitty cats because you want to pet them. Like there's like yeah. a tactile thing going mm-hmm. on and you're like oh yeah. look it i want to give it a hug yeah it just makes more sense because it's like uh i mean the physics of a puppet are just different than the like uh, artificial physics of like a cg character and it's not like they can't do it kind of well like they can you know they've gotten a lot better but like then you see uh, a fucking alien puppet and you're like no nah, i like that better yeah you see an I, alien I, puppet from the 70s and you're like this looks better than it looks better it looks CGI. better i know 20 it, 20 cgi is incredibly complex and amazing but it still yeah. doesn't look as good as a puppet from 30 years ago 50 years Can ago. I you know just... in the dark crystal remakes <laughs> i don't know if you guys watch that at all on netflix no, i didn't it's so good what um, is that called? Or, it's like a series it's called the dark crystal like age uh, of Darkness again, again age of againness <laughs> age of here we here we go but it's really good it kind of goes in depth into the world and originally when they were creating it they were going to do cgi and then they were just like this looks bad let's just do puppets again yeah, yeah. it's counter to the whole reason people like the original you know in the first place. Uh, vince can i just point out that you just said um 20s cgi 2020s yeah Oh, I heard just twenties. Oh, and and it was um, it was the first time I had ever heard someone call this the twenties. Yeah, I keep yeah, wondering when that's going to start, but it's yeah, it's going to happen. No, I mean it is the goddamn twenty, and like that's someone uh, in nineteen twenty was having the exact same conversation. Yeah, they're like, whoa, like they were doing a podcast, and they were like, whoa, <laughs> looky here, Jack. Are we gonna look call at this Jack, the twenties? See, it's like we're no, still back in eighteen uh, hundreds, and I, I'm not, I'm not used to it yet. You hear? Yeah, I, yeah. Sometimes I wonder what people in the eighteen twenties were doing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> when they were probably recording a podcast through a tin can. Did they feel weird about calling it the twenties too? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's me. <laughs> I was just thinking about the net, about how it's the eighteen twenties, <laughs> and now we can call it the twenties, huh? I wonder if people in the 1720s was thinking the same thing. 
Why what day was podcasting? <laughs> oh, I love your gold prospector character. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm uh, they're gold in them there podcast. <laughs> you got, I got a pickaxe. <laughs> Anyways, it's the twenties. It's a, it's a, it's a eighteen twenties. We 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 go. I wonder if it's the twenties and the seventeen twenties. <laughs> I'll do the 17th. I don't know how. Oh, I know. It will be easily obeyed. I think that's correct. Uh, yes. I was giving these slave lashes, yeah? <laughs> and he came. He, he, gave, he looked at me with eye contact, and I was like, oh, we can't have this then. I was like, oi, what's all this then? And I say, hey, hey oh, you look at me one more time, you ain't getting no bad part. I will turn this boat right around. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go, flap, flap, flap. People are losing their hovels, see? <laughs> I've been talking to all the shipping companies, and they're looking to us to set an example. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about new British uh, trashy people is that they say everything's like, yeah, yeah. They just every sentence yeah. is like, oh, you looking at me then, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, the um, undoing. This is the second or third time that we have been sidetracked from the undoing because we wanted to talk about puppets. Well, it's uh, one of those shows that um, I, I think the ultimate comment on a show's quality is like whether i keep watching it and uh yes. and i sped through this one but i don't oh, yeah. necessarily uh I, you know i don't know that it's one that's gonna like stick with me or mm-hmm. that i'm gonna remember moments from the show and like reference them in two months but yeah, yeah the big the big kind of climax for the show um for me was kind of like the last half of the um of the final episode in which um you know, it's clear that he's definitely Hugh Grant is definitely guilty, and then he goes and kind of like halfway kidnaps his son, you know, and goes on the run from the cops. And you kind of get to see some of the um, uh, some of the best acting of the show done by uh, Hugh Grant, where he is just losing his mind um, and trying to pretend like nothing's wrong, mm-hmm. and like you know, his son is like, "We we, we can't do this. We have to go." back you have to turn yourself in or go to court you can't just run away and he's like you know pretending like everything's fine and then yells at him and it's like that shit i was like okay this this was all leading up to this moment and um i am glad i stuck around because hugh grant this is like you were saying jessica kind of a perfect role for him because he is kind of this character i mean maybe sans the murder but who knows yeah. Um, you could see him like being a charming sociopath. Yeah, he's gotten by on his charm and um So charming by the way. So yeah, charming. The most charming. And, Dude, and, like, and you would for sure have sex like all of us in this oh, yeah. room oh. would have sex with him after that school fundraiser. Oh yeah, you know? no, for I'd sure. Let him knock out my back walls for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he could take a hammer right to my balls, and I would, uh, I would uh, be like, uh, uh, "Please, sir, I have some more." You know, yeah. go well, straight I, all over I on think that shit. Th- it, you know, this show was good in that I feel like uh, Hugh Grant has been knocking it out of the park pretty consistently for the past few years and sliding sure. like, just barely under the radar. Like if you watch 
uh, Paddington 2, where he plays like the pompous actor. I legit yeah. think he should have won an Oscar for that movie because he was so fucking what? good in it. He's I so... gotta see that now. Oh, you haven't seen Paddington 2? No. It's really... <laughs> no? It's so good. Yeah, it's right, so right. Good. It, it, this Does it is have a... a puppet in it? No, the bear no, CG. is CG, unfortunately, which is the worst thing about it. And I wish the bear was a puppet, but like... It almost doesn't matter because Hugh Grant is like the puppet that you kind of want to. He's like a little plushy yeah. toy you want to hug, and he plays he plays like a pomp, pompous actor. That's uh, Paddington's nemesis, and like he's fallen on hard t- <laughs> he's fallen on hard times because he has to do like dog food commercials as a dog. It's great. Mm-hmm. You got you, you got to watch Paddington too. Three Will or do. four. This Will is do. three or four. This is the third or fourth time that we have tried to talk. About the undoing okay, and talking about puppets. I, Matt, I agreed with you. That scene where he's starting to, you're really starting to see how psycho he is. Yeah. Is the best scene. And then I love it when he's about to jump off the bridge. Yeah. And then Nicole Kidman walks up and she's yelling his name and she's like, don't stop. Yeah. What's yeah. his name in it? I don't know. Hugh Grant. Yeah. Okay. She's like, she's like, Hugh, get that. No. And then he yeah. turns around in this way that's like, Hey, you love me. Yeah, you said then, my name. Yeah, and then she goes and grabs her son and, and runs away like, from him. To me, and he's give like, "Give me a hug." Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, no, no, you're yeah. supposed to." And then just starts yelling her name, Nicole Kidman. You know, and, uh, and I like then, that. Yeah, they, uh, I feel like her name the, was Grace. I feel like if That's you wanted right. to watch that show and you had a drinking game, every time someone said semen, like you would be drunk. I liked that during the courtroom scenes. <laughs> They're just openly talking about Hugh Grant's semen and where they found mm-hmm. it in front of his in front of his wife and kids, and everybody's yeah. just like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, murder trials. What are you gonna do?" Yeah. Uh, oh, can I say some of the? Um, so another of the best the things that I really liked about this um, was there was a line in it said by uh, the overdramatic um, uh, lawyer. Um, you're one of the overdramatic lawyers one of the 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 the, def, the lawyer for the defense um where Which one? she the says first guy with the bad boston accent or the second like way, no 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 sorry way too uh, serious the, the, lady the black lady yeah the way too um, serious she, black lady she says um to, she, she, was, she, she was she was she was good yeah but importantly she says to hugh grant something that i think is um was kind of profound and applies uh i think to a lot of politicians which was something along the lines of like you've gotten uh like you are so egotistical that you and so narcissistical that you thought you could charm the police and you thought Mm -hmm. you could charm like you think you can charm your way out of this and um and and it's it's it was it i don't know for me it was like pretty profound because it's like oh yeah that is how like half of these fucking narcissists think like people like i'm sorry like joe biden people like joe biden who is so convinced of his own charm that he is like oh oh i'm gonna be able to get shit done people will like me yeah. the republicans will all like me because i trust me and like barack obama had the same thing where it was just like like um i'm going to get the republicans to work with no the one has ever not liked me no one has ever not liked me i'm the most likable person in the world i can do this everyone else can't it's the same thing with everyone 
everyone who thought that they could get into the Trump administration and control mm-hmm. Trump, they all were so convinced of their own charm yeah. and so convinced I'm of their own I'm going to make money brilliance. off of this and it's never going to rub off on me in any negative and, way. And there's no way he's, yeah, sure, he's backstabbed every single advisor and person on his cabinet that he's ever had, but not me. Because I am special. And like that was to me, I was like, it was a, a, a it, like they all show the same traits of Hugh Grant in that like they are so narcissistic that they truly believe that they could get away with murder, get away with the thing that like nobody's able to get away yeah, with. Murdering someone with their semen still inside them. Yeah, right. One thing that was interesting is like, I didn't really feel like he was like a murderer. Like he didn't right. really want to go around murdering people. He right, right, right. He wasn't particularly violent, but they had this sort of relationship that it's like when he murdered her, it was like, cause she was like challenging him in some way. Right. She was saying like, you wouldn't do that. And he's like, Oh, I wouldn't, I can't. Yeah. Right. He and was, he, he was emasculated in some way, I think. Well, that's what yeah. y'all, what that's like the, the last words before any fight starts on the internet is someone saying, you ain't going to do nothing about it. And then of course, like that's the last thing you say before you get punched. Right. But if it's on the internet, then, you know, no one gets punched. Yeah. Yeah. True. Well, who's ever gotten punched from no, the internet? No, I mean internet? in videos, not like in text. Oh, 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 in internet videos of people fighting in real yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that's like, true. When you're like watching two people, you know, yelling at each other at in the fucking Walmart. Yeah, or I've something. never understood. I've never understood that. I've never understood. I've never been one of those do something people. Yeah. Like what to me, I'm like, oh, they'll do, do something. Yeah. Then they're yeah, gonna have oh, yeah. to do something about it. Yeah. Right. You're like backing them into a corner unless you know how to like counter punch <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I don't even know the word for a counter punch it's just that's what i call it <laughs> it's called counter punching um but yeah so but this, this, this i saw act- you fighting on instagram oh you saw me doing my katas in the living room <laughs> yeah just you were punching up. just one look at one. that um look at you. warming up for what who are you gonna be <laughs> he was just punching the air just punching the air <laughs> Just you're in turning into his... you're turning into peak Fresno Vince, and I love it. <laughs> I was just in you. front of his Christmas tree. I was doing yeah. a bit, but okay. <laughs> it's all a bit until you're like straight up opening a dojo, dude. Well, I could do that too. I am a, <laughs> I am a trained martial artist, Matt. You are, you are. See, you're already you're you're justifying it. I've you're been getting that it for 15 years. Yeah, that's true. I feel You're, like you should open up. A I dojo. honestly think you should too. I would go. I would go, and then I'd like make some show about it. Like, oh, Vince teaches Jessica how to fight. Yeah, and then you'd be like, Jessica, you know, you're too weak. You're not going to be able to do this. Like, you just can't pull it together. But yeah. then I would, <laughs> and then you would see my muscles get all fucking buffed out, There'd and be, then yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. would be like, "This is a good show. She can fight now." Yeah, we're we talking a about sweet montage, Cobra Kai. It sounds like Cobra Kai. Yeah, but it'd be different because it'd be me and Vince. It'd yeah. be different because I wrote script. <laughs> it'd be different because I'm an almost like middle-aged woman. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, so when you're talking about um, Hugh Grant being a sociopath, and I want, I'm yeah. taking this opportunity to move away from the undoing because I feel like we maybe squeezed all the juice out of that lemon. Yeah, yeah, we undid fine. it. But uh, it reminded me of the piece going around from two nights ago. I don't know if you read that about the uh, the lady who fell in love with Martin oh, Shkreli. No, no, I didn't. You but didn't? I, I no, I, I I I heard about it, and it depressed me so much so, that yeah. I I was like, and, and in fact, I low key was like, 
I hope Vince reads it and can explain it to me. Okay, I'll give you the Cliff's notes. Um, Please do. So, like, oh, go ahead. So basically, there was this woman that was covering the Martin Shkreli trial, or she, I guess she covered Brooklyn Court for uh, Bloomberg, and right, and that turned into her covering Martin Shkreli's uh, trial, and mm-hmm. um, she kind of. Like she used him, she got close to him as like a, as a source, source, right? And to the point where she like fell in love with him, and then she, uh, Jessica. Jessica, yes. do you have a question? Is he the guy that had made the AIDS vaccine? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was uh, it was a the drug for a certain kind of cancer that he raised the price on by five thousand percent. He was like, Be, some, uh, yeah, and then some, went on the news and said he could do it, yeah, uh, some, and that something along the lines of like, well, I could have raised it by more or whatever. Yeah, and then cool guy, very cool. And then he yeah, went yeah. Easy, to, easy to fall in love. Easy with. Easy to fall mm-hmm. for. He, he like it turned out he went to jail because I guess he used the proceeds from that to like pay off investors from a previous like failed thing that he or failed right. fund sort of thing that he did i don't know um but uh, anyway so she got close to him as a source to the point that she like divorced her husband and uh, she fell in love with him she fell Isn't in love that... with him and wow. then they had like a relationship they never had sex cuz she was cuz he was still uh like in in prison and right. uh, she like froze her eggs so that she might be able to get pregnant when he gets out of prison. Uh, get little little squallies. And then the article ends with he finds out that she is opening up about their relationship and basically like ghosts her from prison. And so, uh, which is like that's a that's a that's maybe the worst kind of ghost because it's like, bro, I know you're not doing anything. I would be very insecure about my pussy at that point. Yeah. Well, he's oh, never sure. actually seen it is the thing. Yeah. Because they never is... actually did it. But uh, yeah, like I can't imagine of a greater own than falling in love with like the worst person on earth and then getting ghosted by him from prison. I, I mean, it is, and then, it is an unbelievable story about just the... Uh, just the unfairness of the world. Um, the fact that I, you know, I, I'll tell you what I think it's a story about. Okay. Well, cause, Go ahead. so after this came out, and now today, uh, like L Magazine, some writer for L, like published this story, you know, about this woman and her, her, you know, her fucking. Yeah, that's where it came out, right? Wasn't yeah, that how, how it, it? Yeah. And then today, uh, New York Magazine has an interview with the journalist who broke the story of the other journalist uh, who fell in love with Martin Shkreli, and like, how, uh-huh. like they're doing like a behind the scenes of the behind the scenes. Um, and by the way, Ugh. the original journalist, like, she sold a she she wanted to write uh, like a memoir of her relationship with Martin Shkreli. And she like wrote it, and she couldn't find a publisher for it. But because who fuck because who fucking cares? But she uh-huh. sold the movie rights to her book proposal that no publishers bought. And then today there's like a second article in which another journalist who was also like covering court cases and knew the original person explains like how they got the story in L and blah blah blah. So like 
I think this is all a uh, it's like an access journalism circle jerk. Like I think, yeah, that's what it sounds like when you're doing like access journalism, where you're making your bones on being close to newsworthy people. Right. I think she sort of at some point she like forgot. uh, She lost the difference between a juicy story and um, like something good happening in her personal life. I think she got like. So yeah. like sexually excited about the idea of this fucking scoop and you know selling a book that she got like literally horny. Scooped out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. scoop me out like a pumpkin, Screlly. <laughs> oh, I got the scoop. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, and so it's like this. Uh, it's kind of like the pyramid scheme of the attention economy where. Uh, Martin Shkreli thought he could make money off of being infamous, and this other lady thought she could be famous off of being close to someone who was infamous, and then another magazine writer uh, thought they could make Jesus. their name off the first. It, you know, it's like this. It's an industry of fucking deer ticks that yeah. th- that they've they've actually there's so many they've lost the deer. There's no deer anymore, and right. they're like, "Fuck you! I'll just make my own deer." And, and what so if a we bunch just of- sucked each other off? Yeah, what if we just had enough deer ticks that we made the shape of a deer and then more ticks could go on and uh it's like it's disgusting. Yeah. Like what who is this and who is any of it for? Who is it <laughs> no, for? Who is the original know. story for? Like who 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 the fuck cares about Martin Scrawley first of all? Who the fuck cares about you falling in love with him? Who the fuck cares about you reporting on a story of a woman who fell in love with Martin Scrawley? Who the fuck cares about the woman who reported on it? Like it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. It keeps going. This fucking the the, the deer is jerky. It's jerky. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing left. You're just sucking the marrow just, from the bones on this fucking dog of a story. There's just like, I, 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 when I first heard about it, it was like trending on Twitter the other day. And I was like immediately depressed by it because it was just like, you know, there's this feeling that like the, these scumbags that, that the news props up, uh, will never leave. They'll never go away because <laughs> yeah. they'll either uh, continue to uh, go after more press and fame, and also because the 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 news will not stop telling you about them. They'll just keep going. They'll just keep telling you about something they did, like you know him like buying a rare copy of a of a Wu Tang Clan album or something. I don't give a sh- I don't need to know that he did that. Why would you tell me that? <laughs> yeah. You ever have like someone who like will tell you like depressing shit on purpose to make you sad or mad? <laughs> yeah. Like that's what it's like. It's like it's like coming home and hearing like the news is like my mom telling me about all of the neighbor kids who died, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, yeah. like shit, just shit that you're just like, ah. I don't want to know, man. Like, yeah. just because this makes me sad and angry does not make it meaningful. Yeah, exactly. Like, Some, you, sometimes though, like if I know something really sad, mm-hmm. and I really want to tell people because even if I love them, because I I want them to be sad. Right. Well, right. Is that bad? <laughs> no, it's my- not bad. But I think there's a difference between saying something to make someone sad and saying something to make them uh, it like. There's something more hostile. 
There's yeah. something more hostile about it. It's not about like sharing in grief or no, sharing. For me, in... when I do it, it feels it feels slightly hostile. Well, <laughs> but it's it's not like I want to hurt my friend's feelings. It's just like I know this crazy thing, uh-huh. and it's like it's not like I want to share any grief, but it's just like I don't know. I'm like I want you to know this too because it's so weird. It's, it's like gonna, when you it's gonna poison my brain if I don't get it into your brain also. Right, and it's it? like yeah. when you smell something really horrible, and you're like, here, smell this. Yeah maybe it's like i don't know maybe i'm projecting a little bit and i'm like it's only people who i already kind of you know didn't like or don't trust who do that shit uh but i don't know i do feel like there is something more hostile in the way that like some people choose to force to foist like news that is very specific to your own triggers you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like we all have our own triggers and it's like if someone insists on telling you uh a thing uh or like news on somebody and it just like continually triggers you you're just like you're doing this on purpose maybe that's uh, that's how i feel about martin screlly like i don't want to know I don't want to know that someone fell in love with him. On that note, I think I'm going to read you like the the sweetest passage from the story. That <laughs> uh, soon after quitting Bloomberg, Smythe visited Shkreli again, fuming about the book industry's rejection of him and her. "Quote: I was so angry at the establishment and people who wouldn't let me tell my story in the book, publishers, Bloomberg, everybody." She says, "Without her job or her marriage, quote that totally eroded any defenses I had left." Unquote. Before, she had tamped down the sparks between her and Shkreli, but now she gave them air. She thought about when he'd teased her about being a nerd in an old photo he'd glimpsed, and how she felt when he added her to his visitors list. I'm sorry, she's she's reminiscing about the time that he negged her? Yes. From from behind bars? (laughs) Yeah. He negged her from behind bars. He's not a big fan of visitors, but wanted her to come. A realization hit her. In the visitors' room... Quote, I told Martin I loved him, Smythe says, and he told me he loved me too. She asked if she could kiss him, and he said yes. The room smelled of chicken wings, she remembers. What? Oh, why that detail? In case you weren't already <laughs> thinking of vomiting? It was like, no, we need more. We need more detail. Yeah. What? So, the- uh, yeah. So then, it- Wait, wait, chicken wings? Where were they? I thought this was prison. Prison visiting room, yeah. Were they they have chicken wings in prison? I mean, in the visiting room, I'm guessing. Oh, come on, man. What kind of fucking prison? All right. I swear to God, man. Like, I just, like, I don't want, I just don't want to hear about Martin Screlly anymore. (laughs) And I definitely don't want to hear that you fucking froze your eggs for him or that he tried to scoop you out like a pumpkin and then ghosted you. I think every woman needs to read this story. (laughs) (laughs) I think I. And be like, this could be, this is you. Too. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I feel you there. I mean, I, me from a few years ago, like me 10 years ago, mm-hmm. read this. This is you. It definitely, every every woman who has dated a comedian should read this. <laughs> every, yeah. Like, that's, that I get. Or like, you know, uh, someone who is in like a, like a noise rock band, you know, like that, like that, I get it. I get it. Like maybe you can get something out of it, but I, I don't, I don't know, man. 
Well, I guess if you're insecure and then someone is like giving you any, like showing you their confidence and narcissism, maybe like you kind of want that in some way. Yeah. But like also though, <laughs> was it his celebrity? What, what I, I just can't, what was it about Martin Screlly that I you were like, damn it was, man, it was there's a lot to love he, there. That he was a celebrity and he chose her to be the one that he opened up to. Like he gave her insider access and she was like oh fuck i'm so special because i'm getting this fucking story and uh and then she turned that into i feel so special when i'm around him i think i'm oh, in man. love with him jesus christ so fucking sad dude she already had a husband well not anymore broke up a marriage I, it, this actually leads to, to uh, be fair, uh, I, I would have to think that the husband sucked i don't know Oh, well, maybe so, but this leads to uh, just a quick follow-up on um, uh, Hulu's new series, uh, A Teacher, mm-hmm. which show's I'm now... Getting, show's getting good now, dude. Legit I'm good. fully caught up on it. Um, Jessica, have you seen the show, A Teacher? No. It's Kate Mara, um, plays a, a high school teacher who... Um, falls in love with her, um, with her, one of her students and... Sounds great. Lo- yeah, well, and he, you know, and, and basically, the like, the twist uh, is they're both super hot. The twist is they're both hot. The twist is that, um, like, you know, it's okay when Kate Mara does it because she's real hot. Um, <laughs> and uh, it is just, I'm all caught up on it now, and now she is facing consequences. And I, I have to say, I am fully at the point with this show where if if they do not explicitly say that this <laughs> fucked this kid up oh that's you know, what the whole last i feel like that's what all the last few episodes have been i know but what they need to do is explicitly i need him to say looking straight into the camera wow man it turns out that this was sexual abuse and just i, I was too young for this and you know what this is the kind of relationship that uh, that shouldn't be looked at as uh, uh, an equal uh, relationship between two consenting partners. I, mean, I and that, think it's clearly leading up to, up to that, though. It, I I can't tell. I can't tell, dude. I need them to say it because I'm I'm like I'm starting to get concerned watching like there this character who I'm I'm supposed to feel bad for her is like the feeling I'm getting from it and. That's not to say that I don't feel bad for people who have done heinous things. And I, that I, I'm kind of with you. I feel like I know what you mean. Like I've watched things like I, Tanya and stuff. Yeah, we're yeah. supposed to be kind of into the moral ambiguity of it all. Right. And with her, it's like, yes, we want to understand the background and what's going on. But, you know, moral ambiguity is one thing. But any sort of glorifying of yeah. abuse or, or blurring those lines yeah um for the sake of art or whatever i think like i I watch some movies and i'm like i think that this movie is morally not right the the problem is is that (laughs) like i think i need a i need a filmmaker to to have a perspective Uh, it's like i can tell this is a novel because of the fact that they are um, trying to do the kind of like the moral ambiguity and also the nuance and and like the you know the the gray areas of life and shit. But I still need a perspective and I need it to be explicit. Okay, but like, what what do you think of Mary Kay Letourneau though? Where I don't know who know, that is. 
she's the most famous like student fucker of all time. She was like, yeah. you know, a pretty blonde teacher. Uh-huh. She, you know, started a relationship with her, I don't know, 15, 16 year old student or something like that. She right. like went to prison for it. And then she like, he got out, they got back together and they were like married and had kids until she died, basically. Oh, no, damn. I think I thought that um, I thought that he left and was like, oh, I realized she abused me. Really? I, I thought did I, I make that up. I don't think so. I thought they stayed together. Uh, Either way, for me, died. that's like a that's like a Woody Allen situation. It's like you did something to him to mm-hmm. make him like fucked up. Like you you took advantage of him. Well, now yeah. now he's twisted in your direction. Well, it's not just that. Here's the thing. I'm not going to say that it's not at all possible for uh, there to be a 16 year old boy who is mature oh, enough. I guess, I guess Matt is sort of right. Um, what? Um, they got separated like less than a year before Jessica said she it. She died. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, earlier in the marriage, Fulao said he was not a victim and was unashamed of the relationship. According to People in May 2020, an unnamed source close to Fulao said that he sees things clearly now and realizes that this wasn't a healthy relationship from the start. Wait, how did she die? Colorectal cancer. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. All right. Well, you didn't have to get all... Ugh. Well, I can't change the record. Yeah, change it, though. Make me feel better. (laughs) All right. Well, they both... uh, He went on to own a tire dealership. Oh, sick. And she... Nice. She sells seashells by the seashore. Oh, that's good. I'm really... I'm happy for them. Aw. Here's the thing. I'm not saying it's not possible... I'm not saying it's not possible for there to be a 16-year-old uh, a 16-year-old kid who falls in love with an older woman um, and uh, he and was is, younger than 16. I'm well, pretty uh, right, sure. yeah. No, I, but like, I'm just I'm trying to say that there are exceptions to every rule, but it's like in in general, my feeling about these kinds kinds of situations is I look at them like not as like, well, this is just one particular case that I made up for a book. I look at it as like, this is everything is like allegorical. So if I'm looking at this, like totally allegorically, uh, you know, I could look at this and if they are glorifying this, then, then it works the other way around. Then you're saying that like it is sometimes there is love between right. an older man and a younger woman, you know, or, uh, you know, it's it, it, so it's like, I need you to, to have, I, I need there to be a perspective. I need it to be coming from somewhere. Um, and then I can sit with the tragedy a little bit better because I can, I can know that you are not doing the thing. Cause the idea that like, you know, um, oh, well, you know, uh, of course it's saying that this is wrong is not, I don't think that's an, of course, mostly because of the fact that there's been tons of fucking like, Oh, come on, you know, like fucking teacher, hot, hot girl teacher and a 16 year old kid. That's fine. Like the status quo is that like, that is, you know, people are 50, 50 on that, even being, uh, sexually inappropriate. So I, I, the idea that it's like, oh, of course they, they, they're showing it that it's bad. I'm like, no, nah, I don't know. I don't know about it. Anyways, I'm, you know, I'm waiting for more episodes. This okay. show has me fully ho- hooked in. You're on the, and you're on the fence very, so far. Solid B plus. Solid B plus so far. Okay. Um, yeah. 
before we um go uh-huh. vince i was wondering if you could do something for me oh no i was wondering if you could if we could once again try royalty free but this time you type in christmas music sure all right christmas music <laughs> just type in christmas music and we'll try one okay and i'm, and, I'm ready um, if you this are this is for this is for darren okay uh, uh and uh this is also for um david david mer <laughs> Christmas time, Christmas time. What a bitch, this is Christmas time. Flap, 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 flap. Here's some wine, Christmas time. Right. <clears throat> well, not perfectly, but. Me and my Christmas bitch, we like to eat some fish. We like to hang down south. I like to put the fish in the mouth. Oh, me and my Christmas bitch, we get our number one Christmas wish. Our Christmas wish was for more fish. That's why I'm here with my Christmas bitch. Christmas bitch. Christmas bitch. Christmas bitch. Christmas bitch. <laughs> All right, that, that was one. <laughs> that was, I think we got okay. So that was that was Christmas bitch. Okay. Uh, let's do another one. All right, this one's a little faster. Can you okay, ha- let's can do you, it. Can you handle it? Yo, baby, it's cold outside. Why don't you come, come inside? You come inside because it's so fucking cold and you can't come in here. Me and you now inside the house. No one here, not even a mouse. We about to have a drink right now. Me and my Christmas bitch. Fuck. Yeah, it's cold outside. You don't want to go out there no more. Hey, you're not even wearing a coat. So, uh, don't go. Now we're inside, everyone mixing, everyone slide. We're drinking, drinking our Christmas juice And everyone knows that it's got alcohol in it And you're like, hey, what's in it? And I'm like, bitch, you know, of course you drink We drink alcohol, and she like, ooh, but I gotta go And I'm like, no, no, no And she like, but I gotta go And then she says, it's cold outside <laughs> Alright, <laughs> I'm done Alright Cool. That was my attempt at baby. It's cold outside, mm-hmm. um, and I think it went great. All right, well, I think we can call that an episode. Uh huh. Let's call it an episode. Uh, Jessica, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me on here, you guys. I miss, I miss you, you guys. so much. I miss you so much, and I-, I hope to see you in person again someday. Uh, but until I do, what is uh, where can people find you on the internet? Probably Instagram. Instagram. It's- yeah, if it's at Jessica Seely, it's, it's spelled Jessica and then S E L E. That is my name. It's also the same as my handle for Instagram. I might like post some stories in there about like you know what I'm eating or like maybe a Black Lives Matter or like yeah. something like that. You know, that's sick. Those are all good things. So you can check that out Thanks, on Instagram.com. Uh, thank you so much. Um, 
Big shout out real quick to our two new uh, Pod Yourself a Shout Out patrons, uh, Michael John and uh, Byron Bergen. Uh, yeah. Uh, as you know, Pod Yourself a Gun is on hiatus uh, right now for uh, until uh, season four starts. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, we'll call you Miguel Gianni and uh, Byron the Burger Bergen. Those are your ma- mafia names. Uh, I did my best, but thank you guys so much for the Patreon donations. And you can become a uh, Pod Yourself a Shout Out tier if you just go to uh patreon.com slash frogcast and uh donate to us uh frogcast at gmail.com for all your questions comments and concerns vince what's a google voice number 415-275-0030 all right everyone and one last thing get yourself some holiday swag at teespring.com slash store slash frogcast get all of your frogcast swag for christmas this probably comes out too late for you to do it, but you should do it anyways. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, good night and good chins.